Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Aloha and welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. It feels like I have been missing in action. You have been. It's been a minute. <laughs> Melissa's just been interviewing all these awesome guests. It feels like, feels like it's been forever since I've done an episode with you, Melissa. I'm excited to to be back. Yeah. Today we want to talk about something that we haven't talked about specifically, which is what are our family values? Well, we just wanted to break it down um, exactly what our family values are. We'll talk more about that. And then also we've had a couple of questions lately we want to address too. Like, for example, like how do you make your family values something that actually becomes a part of your life and it's not just something you hang on your wall. And then once you have your family values, how do you make them part of your everyday life and not like something that you talk to your children about, like in a should be, like you should be this way you or like a way that causes shame or anxiety or anything in your kids. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, the whole, the whole premise behind this podcast is family brand to build your family's brand, which for us includes your family's values and really defining what you stand for. And we're like, I don't know if we've ever talked about our family values. And yeah, we, normally we don't take uh, families through a family brand in person, but we have a couple of families out here in Hawaii right now. So it's been a really cool opportunity to do that. And yeah, like Melissa said, one of the questions came up from these families was really both. And this is a reoccurring questions we get. A, well, I think it was even more like, do you really use them? Right? Like, okay, come on guys, be honest with us. Like you have mm-hmm. these, do you really use them? Or is it just kind of a cool exercise you did once? Is it really going to make a difference for our family, for us? Yeah. Yeah. And Melissa and I, yeah. We like, and I, and I know we thought that way about it one time as well, but it's been so long. We've been, we've had them for so long. We're like, yeah, it's kind of like, when do we not use them? So we'll get into that. Yes, we do use them, how to use them. And then like Melissa said, but not, well, more live by them and, and, and to make sure that we don't use them in a way that would ever have anyone feel like, feel shame or use the values like against someone. Yeah, like a tactic to get someone to do what you want them to do, kind of. Yeah, and I think one of the trickiest parts that um, has come up a lot lately is this idea of like, okay, how do you how do you let your children be who they are and really love them for who they are as they are, but yet still provide some type of like boundaries or guidance or, and then when do you like, what do you do if they stray outside the boundaries? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for us, the way we look at it is that our family's values create these boundaries of like what we believe in and what we stand for. But those boundaries are made out of love or like, at least that's our intention. So it's not like these really rigid, you should be, you're supposed to. So think of it like your family's values can serve these boundaries that come from a place of love. And then within those boundaries, like complete freedom to be whoever you are, like with no judgment. And then it's like, well, what if someone strays outside the boundaries? That's where I think it's the most tempting to, maybe use your values to try and shame someone back in like you're wrong or you're bad for doing that or you shouldn't. And for us, I think it's been a learning 
always constant learning lesson of how do we just remind our children and each other of what we stand for and just kind of love them back into the boundaries if possible. And maybe that's not, maybe that's not possible. And I, I heard a story I think really highlights this when I was reading some research about, you know, what makes up a strong family. And this researcher in particular went and lived with a family in Australia who's the dad was a pastor and he was living with this family because they had identified them as a really strong, connected, like healthy family. So they wanted to observe them. And while he's living with this family, the oldest son writes to the dad who the oldest son is away at college. And he said, dad, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't want to you know, break your heart, but I don't, I don't believe in your religion. And I, I don't even believe in God. And the researcher who was living with this this dad who's the who's a pastor is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That must be devastating. How are you gonna like how are you gonna handle this? Like, how are you gonna respond? And this was years ago, so it's a handwritten letter. And the researcher said the father just laughed and was like, Oh, I had my faith, you know, crisis and journey once when I was young too. He's like, I'm sure if I just love him, he'll figure it out. And the researcher was like, What? Like, you really are a strong family. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it really highlights that. Yeah, like that's what the researcher said. This family had really clear values of what they stood for, and but they still granted their children space to be who they were. And even when their children did things that maybe they wouldn't have approved of, I think that's the ultimate test is can we can we use our values to love each other? Yeah, that's a really beautiful story. I think one other thing that would be important to mention is that, you know, for us, when we created our family values, it was something that Chris and I didn't do just on our own. And then we just decided to like tell the family what, what the family values were. I think it's really important to get everyone involved in the conversation as much as, as much as you can. And obviously that's going to look different for a three or or a four year old as compared to like a 14 or 15 year old. But I think it is important that everyone gets to be part of the process. So it feels like, like family values that you agree upon together. And that is important to everyone and not just something mom and dad are making us do. Yeah. And then there's a less likelihood that not only are mom and dad making us do, but then like, oh yeah, these are just things mom and dad are going to use against us at some point in time. Totally. That can look like your kids could actually help you shape the actual values. Or it could look like your kids help answer some of the questions that get you to a place of shaping your family's values. Questions like, hey, what do we, what do you guys think we stand for as a family? Or what do you think we want to be remembered for as a family? Or what makes our family unique? So they can but, but I think if they help, if they feel like they had a hand in helping guide it and shape it, then I don't know who said this, but a saying, you know, those who help plan the battle don't battle the plan. And so there's, I think one of the things that's really important is that these are agreed upon values. And look, like the, the idea behind the values is that they encourage each member of the family to be more of who they are and who they already want to be. Like if, if the values are ever turning into something that has people feel like who they are is wrong or that we need them to be someone other than who they truly are, then we've gotten off course. So the, so, so if you, if you create these values together and, and do your best to live by them from a place of love, I don't think there's any chance you would ever create shame with them. Like, in fact, if the exact opposite, the values are designed to have every member become more of who they authentically are and who they want to be. That's the beautiful thing about it. But that might be totally different for every member of the family. Like one of our core values as a family is, you know, we are committed to elevate and inspire. Well, what's interesting about that is I know for a fact that all seven members of our family, we look at that value and apply it completely differently. Like, so for example, just recently for me, I've made some decisions in my business 
and like what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to and how I'm going to spend my time between the campfire effect and family brand because of what that value means to me. It's like if, if I'm really committed to elevate and inspire others, then there's going to be some things that normally I would say yes to that I'm going to say no to. And then I don't want to put words in Melissa's mouth, but I know she told me a really cool experience. She had two or three weeks ago at the silent meditation garden that you guys have heard us talk about where she was meditating and journaling and had this download about like feeling really called to support moms and women. And obviously through family brand, she's doing that, but like she felt like specifically, you know, and so for her, it's like, yeah, that's elevate and inspire. That's just one example of like, it's encouraging me and Melissa individually. And we can look at that value and all gain completely different insights from it. Yeah. And I think for our kids too, um, you know, when, when they're just out and about in their everyday lives, it's something that we encourage them and remind them like, Hey, remember to elevate and inspire. Yeah. I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure every family goes through this. We go through these like, you know, phases of what, and for some reason right now, our family's in the blame phase where it's like, we can go from like zero to a hundred really quickly. Like, so we do family council on most Sundays and family council is just an opportunity for us to come together as a family on Sunday and just kind of like check in as a family. Cause we do, I think you've heard us talk about the one-on-one check-ins we do with our kids Two one, really two on one, Melissa and I, and just one, one child. But also on Sundays we do a collective like family check-in. All of us sit down, all seven of us together, basically look at, okay, what do we have coming up this week? We get on the same page with calendars. We ask, did anyone do anything especially nice for you in the family this week? Which is really cool. Everyone starts sharing things that people did for really nice. And then one of the questions is, hey, does anyone have a problem they'd like help solving? And our children, for some reason lately, have taken that as an opportunity to be like, yeah, I have a problem I could help solving. So-and-so did this. And it's like, it's like attack. It's like, no, no, no. That's not, It's like, do you have a problem that we as a family could like pour into and help solve? My point being is that, yeah, we've gotten in this little like, Oh yeah, well you did this. It's like this, <laughs> and so we've had some real opportunities lately in the Smith House <laughs> to be like, "Hey, is that elevating <laughs> and inspiring?" So it can be like on a big scale, like figuring out your purpose in life, and it can be like everyday interactions, like in your home, like what are we doing to elevate and inspire others? I would say on a daily basis, we are using multiple values, and we're trying to use them as reinforcing behavior, and we're trying to use them just to remind everyone, including ourselves. Because we all need a lot of reminders throughout the day. So break it down even just a little bit. Like if someone were to ask you, what does it mean to have family values or what are family values? What would you say? Yeah, I think for me, it's like these are the, these are the thing, these are those things that we have decided that we stand for as a family. Kind of like guideposts, if you will. They're like guideposts along our path in life that we can hold on to. And they remind us of who we are. They remind us of what we stand for. They remind us of who we want to be. And the other thing is, Melissa and I have chosen to look at our family values as, as more affirmations than maybe even values. It's not like a, it's not like we're trying to say, oh, here's something we're really good at. Let's capture that in the form of a value. Ours are more, these are things we're committed to getting better at and becoming, but we're not perfect at by any, by any stretch of the imagination. And we've also chosen to look at our values as living and breathing. Meaning at the end of every year, we sit down and assess our current values. And we're like, hey, is, are there any on here that we feel like we've kind of like 
quote unquote mastered or that don't serve our family anymore. And we want to add new ones. Ask the kids, get the kids to weigh in on that too. Yeah. And so for me, like it's just living, breathing conversation of like, this is what we stand for as a family. And by having these lenses to look through these guideposts to hold on to, it just allows us to make decisions that are more aligned with who we are and what we stand for so that the world isn't, you know, deciding that for us. Um, let's get into our family values. I want to run through Thursday because on Wednesdays when we had done um, family brand with a family, she had asked us that question. Do these actually even make a difference in your family? Do you use them? Yeah. Do you use them? Are they just on the wall? And then the very next day I was really, really paying attention. Like, do we, do we use these? Like how often are we using them? Or is it just something we were citing in the morning? And it was so eye opening for me to see how, our family values shaped so many little moments in our family throughout that one day. And what's interesting, if I can add one of the families that asked that question, two of the family values that I remember that we helped them with that I'm not sure if they finalized them, but they were thinking about is one was Taggart's show up. And then another one was Taggart's make memories. And then she sent Melissa and I the nicest voice text yesterday saying like, it's amazing by having these values, I'm already changing the way that I, look at things and changing the way I like use my time. Like the other day I had some things I really wanted to get done, but I had a friend who just really needed someone to listen to them. And in my mind, I'm kind of like, man, but I have all these things I need to get done. And she's like, and then I immediately thought Taggart show up for people. So I showed up for her and I made a difference for her. And she's like, it was so cool to like have that, like guide my decision. And then she said her and her husband were kind of talking about like the weekend and they were, she's like, we were about to get pulled into kind of our normal routine of just doing whatever we would do. And I was like, Hey, no, no, like Taggart's make memories. Like what could we do this weekend? That would actually be something that would be like a memory that we would. And it was just like, it was cool to see her starting to put into action. In just like two days. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, she's like, I'm already thinking about it. And I think, I think, cause yeah, anyways, let's just dive into ours and so on Wednesday, she asked that question on Thursday. So one of the ways we use our family values is we say them every morning. And Trip, our six-year-old, one of our family values is Smith can talk about anything without judgment. And, you know, like you say these values every morning and sometimes you forget that you're, you know, kids are different ages than others. And Trip's like, hey, dad, like what is, what does without judgment mean? And so we had this really cool conversation that, yeah, it's not just that we talk, but we we can talk without judgment. And it just turned into this really, really powerful conversation. And it, it really aligned with some things Melissa already wanted to share, just about how important it is that in families, like that families talk and families share, not just like the good things, but also when they're struggling. So that was one example of like an entire like kind of morning devotional was dedicated to just that one value. And it allowed us to reemphasize to our kids that they really can come talk to us about anything, even if it's something they were nervous or afraid to come talk to us about. Yeah. I had woke up that morning on Thursday morning and I'd read, and I'd read a story that just had really emphasized to me, like, do my kids know? Like, I know we have this value of Smiths can talk about anything without judgment, but do they really understand that and know that? And so when we recited our family values like an hour later and Trip was like, what does it mean? What does that mean? I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I wanted to talk about this today. So we did have 
I felt like it was a really, really great conversation about what does it actually mean to talk about anything without judgment? Yeah, we even got to have a conversation around what judgment is. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to share the story of Jerry, the amazing story where he talks about that they had a rule in their family that we, when, we, when we're struggling, we share with someone. We never struggle alone. And how that value ended up literally saving his life later, like when he was really struggling, you know. And we got to share some stories with our kids and I think it really made a difference for them. So that was in the morning before school. Yeah. And then fast forward a couple hours. Um, we have two kids that are homeschooling this year, third grader and the seventh grader. And on Thursdays, our preschooler has preschool. So she's at school on Thursdays too. So we like to try and do something fun on Thursdays. And so Thursday we went paddle boarding and Ivy, our third grader, she's never paddle boarded before, but it was her idea. She's paddle boarded, but she's ridden on like my paddle board. Yeah. She's never had her own paddle board to control, but it was her idea that we go do this. And it's probably about 20 minutes from our house. You can, you enter the paddle board on the ocean and then it's just a really short ride to the river. The Holly River. Yeah. And then you just paddle up the river and, and it's, it's really fun. But we got there and, you know, when you first enter, you're in the ocean and there's, there's a current at play. And so the current's kind of pushing you into this little jetty. I think that's what it's called. And it takes a little bit of skill to make it go where you want to because you're working with the current and then the mouth of the river is right there. So that's kind of pushing you out a little bit too. Totally manageable and doable. But if you've never, you know, rode a canoe or a paddleboard or kayak, it just takes a minute to figure out, you know, I can paddle backwards and it will do this. And if I paddle forwards, you know, it'll do this. And then if I paddle on the right, just figuring that all out takes a little bit of skill. And she was getting really, really frustrated. Tate and I had kind of our oldest son, we had kind of taken off and were a little bit ahead of her. And I looked back and she was kind of right into the, um, the entry to the boat Harbor, <laughs> which sounds like we're going to have to come up with a value Smith leave no one behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, a boat is going to come and not see her and run into her. So I was like trying to coach her from afar, like paddle on the other side. And she was getting really frustrated. And I told I told Tate, I was like, I'm going to go back. Like, just go ahead, like, go slow. We'll, we'll, like, try and catch up to you. So he went ahead and then pulled off on the side and was waiting for us. So I went back to help her, and she just couldn't figure it out, like, how to make her paddleboard work. And she was getting even more frustrated, and we'd only been in the water probably five minutes. And she was like, I'm going to go back to the van you guys just go and I'll just be in the van. And I asked her, I was like, Ivy, why, why don't you want to do it? And she's like, because it's hard. (laughs) It's too hard. It's too hard. And one of our family values that we've all created together, she was a part of creating is that Smiths do hard things. And so I told her, Ivy, this, I know you really want a paddleboard. This was your idea. And I think it was a really fun idea. And I want to challenge you on this because you said you want, you want to do hard things. And you said, this is a hard thing. And I know you can do this. So like, let's do it. (laughs) 
Because Smiths do hard things. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a Smith. (laughs) Yes. So I think that is a great example of like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a shame thing. Like you are going to do hard things. It was like, I know that you want to do this. You, we've discussed how you want to do hard things. Let me like lead you and show you like how you can do it. And so it wasn't like an immediate, Oh, she can do it. Great. Like she's all, she figured it out. Like it was probably another 15 or 20 minutes of struggle, possibly some tears, (laughs) And then eventually we got to, you know, the mouth of the river. Once we got up the river a little bit, it was quite a bit smoother sailing, but it was just a really, I was like, there we go. There's another thing. Like we're only three hours into our day and I've already like had two huge experiences with two of our family values. And I would say too, I mean, if I know anything about Ivy and if I was there, I would imagine that when you first reminded her, she's like, (sighs) fine. You know, it's like... (laughs) So it's not like it's just always this, be- like you said, this beautiful, glorious, like, oh my gosh, you just reminded me that we do hard things and now I'm happy and my attitude's turned around. Mm-hmm. Like, But like, who doesn't need that reminder? I need that reminder. And and I have we talked about the challenge and support matrix on a podcast before? So uh, we won't get super heavy into that because I think that could be an entire episode in of itself. But there's this leadership model that is used in in companies that talks about the most powerful thing that we can do is is create a culture of high challenge and high support. So it's not just high challenge, low support where it's like dominating. It's also not like low challenge, high support where it's like, I'm going to do everything for you. It's like, no, I'm going to challenge you to really be who you can be. And I'm going to love you and support you in being it. So I think that's really to me, the magic of values is they give you the opportunity to challenge your children more than they've ever been challenged while supporting them more than they've ever felt supported and, and each other, mm-hmm. like Melissa and I. Because like you think about without that value in that moment, I, I know my tendency, I'd been like, look, you're going to suck it up and you're going to paddle up this river whether you like it or not, you know, mm-hmm. which is not useful. It's not loving. It's not kind. It's not mm-hmm. powerful. Or I would have been like, okay, it's okay. Like, let's go back, which isn't serving her either because she wants to like, she wants to paddleboard, you know? Yeah, it was her idea. And what I find is like, I just get after my kids less. I'm just not saying I don't ever get after my kids, but I get after my kids less with values because it's just like, I get to lovingly, but also I get to lovingly, I guess, challenge them boldly and support them. Like, Hey, look like, and yeah, what you said was perfect. And like how you handled it, I think is as parents, sometimes you feel like, gosh, I have nothing. Like I have no tools or no, like nothing at my like disposal to like help my challenge my children and support them. And it was super useful that Ivy had helped shape that. Yeah. Yeah, it totally was. And I think that as parents, we get to show up as leaders too. Like that's part of our role as parents is that we get to remind them of where, of where we're headed. Like, remember that you want to do hard things. Here's a, here's a perfect exam, a perfect opportunity or example where we get to do that. And not just allowing, because I, I could have allowed her to go back to the van, but I'm like, that wouldn't, it wouldn't have been challenging her. And that wouldn't have been like leaning her to where she wants to go and who she wants to be. Yeah. Another one that was that day that I don't even know if I told you about this, Melissa. I actually just popped my mind because it's on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. So that afternoon, Melissa and Ivy went and did a little girl's trip into, into Waikiki with um, just, yeah, another mom and daughter who Melissa and Ivy are really good friends with. And so I took Tate 
Tanner, Tripp, and Ivy to skateboard lessons. On the way there, Tate was not having the greatest attitude about another activity he's going to be doing later because there's some kids that show up there that aren't as brave or aren't as adventurous or whatever you might call it as him. And so they get a little extra time and attention and it frustrates him. And he started saying things like, well, they should this and they should do that and they're supposed to. And it just gave me a really good opportunity to be like, or they can be who they want to be. Because one of our family's values is we believe you can be who you want to be. And it just kind of created this. I tried not to be like, dude, that's messed up. You're judging them or you shouldn't be judging them because then I'd be doing the same, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like, yeah, or they can just be who they want to be. And he's like, no, they should. And I was like, who says they should? He's like, well, I do. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's you. And it took a little, again, it wasn't like I said it and he's magically like, oh, "Oh, you're so wise, dad. (laughs) He fought me on it for a while or, you know, and then he's like, you're probably right. And then later he came to talk to you about this, right? He's like, I just think I have a little judgment in me or something like that. I heard him talking to yeah. Melissa. Yeah, he was like, it's something I want to work on. I realized that it's something I want to work on. So, that was just in, like, in the course of... One day. One day, you know. And then the next day, interestingly enough, though. So Saturday was a, was a doozy for us. We had uh, birthday parties. We have some friends in town who are awesome that we're hanging out with. We, have, we had a football game, a tumbling performance, and a sixth grade graduation school dance. That I was supposed to like help decorate and set up for. And then we were cleaning up after. <laughs> so just one of those, a very a full, full day. Full yeah. day. And Tanner was really worried about being late to the school dance. But Ivy's tumbling performance was right before. Yeah, to the sixth grade dance. Yeah. And Tanner's like, man, I really want to support her. But like, I also don't want to be late. Can you just video it? But Ivy, the day before, had been asking Tanner, like, we, are you going to come? And Tanner had given her his word. And she, it was really important to her that everyone came. And Tanner was like, yeah, just, just kind of complaining about it a little bit. And I was like, well, hey, so you tell me what would be more important, like getting to the dance on time or like loving and supporting your sister. And because one of our family values is Smith's love and support one another. And again, I didn't have to be like, you're going like no matter what. And you're so selfish for not thinking about your sister or like whatever I would have normally probably done truthfully. And I just, but again, like I need these reminders as much as anyone. And so I think at first your family values can Which she be. didn't end up going. And he ended up going and it was awesome. They took it like, I I think my favorite picture of that whole day was of Tanner and Ivy right after her performance. He put his arm around her and they. Him in his like collared shirt and like. For his dance. Yeah. And his hair nicely combed and her and her like leotard. And so it is really cute. And so I think at first there, it is a little bit awkward. Like we would say them in the morning, but not really know how to use them or, but I think as you get like this, this family I was talking about, they're just, they're recognizing like, oh, like now that I have this kind of lens to look through, now that I have this kind of in the back of my mind, I'm starting to look for more opportunities to like remind myself or to remind my children or remind my family. And the more, the the more we have those reminders, the more, you know, the greater likelihood is that we're going to live our lives in a way that we actually want to. Like, I think that's the thing that I, I, I realized the most about our values is they help us be who we already want to be anyways. They help us and remind us to do the things we already want to do. I've never felt restricted ever by our family's values. In fact, the complete opposite. I've never been like, gosh, man, if we didn't have these values, I could really live, <laughs> I could <laughs> really do the things I want to do. It's like, no, they push me to really live. They push me to do the things that I really want to do. They challenge me to become who I really want to become. 
it's like I told someone recently, like, I don't think, I, I really don't think that if we wouldn't have had the value Smiths or Adventurous, there's no way we'd have moved to Hawaii. And that might sound silly that the three words we said every morning for about 18 months, I think it started having us be like, well, yeah, I guess we really are adventurous, you know? Let's have some more adventure. And I know Melissa shared on a podcast episode about running through the sprinklers with Ivy, you know, one day because... Smiths are adventurous. Yeah, but normally, I think you even kind of battled with it. You're like, oh, I don't want to, but I know it'd be fun. I know Ivy wants to. And then you're like, wait. Smiths are adventurous. <laughs> We're running through these sprinklers. <laughs> okay, so I want to just break it all down, what our, all of our family values are. And this has been a creation for us for the past like several years. And we realize. Like Chris said, we we're always revisiting and right now we're feeling like, hey, maybe we have too many. Maybe we could whittle these down a little bit. Yeah. And it's just time to revisit them all together. Like and just really see what serves us. Yeah. So as of now, here they are. We believe you can be who you want to be. We are committed to elevate and inspire. Smiths do hard things. Smiths love and support one another. Smiths can talk about anything without judgment. Smiths are creators. Smiths are healthy and active. Smiths are a team. Smiths are adventurous. Smiths are are kind-hearted. And Smiths are are diligent. diligent. That last one, Smiths are diligent. So we have have our core values, if you will, as a family. And then every year, we've talked about this before on a podcast episode, but we, we choose kind of a mission for that year. It's like, okay, we have these core values, but what, what is, what's most meaningful to our family this year? What could our family really use this year? And whatever we land on as a phrase or a thought or an idea becomes a rotating value for that year. So we thought as a family that the thing that we could use help with this year is just being a little more diligent. And I now, I'm now realizing the irony of that, that we chose to be more diligent in a place like Hawaii <laughs> with everything so laid back. <laughs> but I think in a lot of ways, it's really served. I know it served me just haven't like because it is so tempting out here to never work and just be on island time and just mm-hmm. I've been way more diligent at times with the use of the time that I do have. But anyways, that just becomes a rotating value. And look, will you at times use your values to shame your children and make them feel wrong? Yeah, you will. Like we've done it. Not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but you know, will you at times ask your kids to live a value that you yourself aren't demonstrating? Yeah. And will they call you out for it? Yeah, for Happened sure. today, actually. Melissa got called out today by, by Tate on one, mm-hmm. which kind of made me actually kind of chuckle inside. <laughs> but the key is like, and could you, could you shame your children with these? Yes. Could you like, oh, God, is any of that a reason to not do it? No. Because the risk of not is far greater. Because again, like if we don't define what our family stands for, the world will. And so when do you use these? Any everywhere, when always like what it, whatever would serve your family and allow you to lovingly remind each other and to lovingly challenge each other and support each other. And I'm just grateful that we have, and I'm grateful that we continue to refine them and revisit them, and I'm excited to do it again. Yeah, and we have a an online course coming soon that's going to break it all down in a very very simple way: how to create your own family values. But in the meantime. I mean, we didn't have a course. We were just kind of like, hey, what's Im- what is important to us? And then it's like trial and error and try try some of them for a few days and then be like, ah, I don't, 
that one's not sitting well. So you erase that one and add another one. That's kind of, that's how you do it. Like how you come up with them. Um, in the meantime, before our, our course comes out, I just start thinking about it. Yeah. Like what are the most important, important things to us that we want to want to live by? Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that if, that if it might be helpful to like remove some of the pressure, I think one of the things that has a lot of families not commit to values is they look at them like they're going to last forever. It's like, oh, if these are our family's values. Like they've got to be perfect. I'm going to use them forever. And I would just, to take all of that pressure off, it's like, no, these, they could literally change every single year. And I believe they should, like, if, uh, not that they should, but I believe you, sh- your values should be serving your family. Meaning review them once a quarter, review them once, once a year. There isn't this pressure to get them right or get them perfect and try them on, like try it on like a shirt. We did that uh, this year. We had a, th- a theme for the year that was going to be our rotating value. We used it for a couple months. We actually thought we were doing pretty good at it, but there was other areas we could be challenged more in. So we switched it out. So appreciate you being here. I think you have an amazing opportunity. Yeah. To just create values in your family, use them as a reminder, love each other, create space for each other and challenge each other. And I would highly recommend, yeah, just start putting some thoughts together as to what yours might be. Have a good week. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.